Welcome. You've discovered the world it's ass. Yeah, so, okay, so I was in Mumbai. Uh, I stayed at Airbnb there for a couple of days. The lady I stayed with, actually, so, I, you know, it was quite an ordeal to get a SIM card. Uh, I knew I was going to be here for almost a month, so I wanted to do, I wanted to get a SIM card, make my life easier. Uh, yeah. I went from shop to shop to shop asking, you know, do you sell prepaid SIM cards? And they're like, yeah, but you have to be a resident and show proof of residence. I'm like, well, I'm a traveler. And I went to so many shops. I finally found one guy who was like, no, you just give me a copy of your passport copy of your visa, and two passport size photos, and I can do it. Um, so I went and got all this stuff copied, came back, and then he's like filled out all this stuff. And he's like, oh, well, actually, I need somebody that's a local to vouch for you. You, you know, like I don't need you to prove you're a resident, but I need somebody to, he, that is a resident to vouch for you. Mm-hmm. So I talked to the lady I was staying with, and she, she, you know, uh, she was nice enough to let me use her phone number, her name, and her address, and she would vouch for me. So I finally got a SIM card. They um, then the phone company Vodafone had to in the next 24 hours call her so she could say yes, he's a friend of mine, he's staying with me, blah blah blah. Um, so that finally happened the next day. Then I had to go back to the store, get them to activate the card after Vodafone had okayed it, and mm-hmm. then after it activated, uh, I had to wait like two hours for like the data package to to activate. And then after that happened, I had to go back and have them call in and tell the Vodafone like which data package I bought for the month. And it was just, it was the most insane, <laughs> like longest process to get a fucking SIM card ever. I thought, yeah. I thought it was hard to get a SIM card in Spain. Uh, it was, this was, Spain was nothing <laughs> compared to this, man. So after like three wow. days, I finally had a SIM card. Um, yeah. So yeah, those first couple of days I spent like running around trying to get a SIM card. Um, Trying to, you know, I had to buy an adapter for the electric, the electrical, uh, you know, my chargers and stuff, so I could use the outlets here, because mm-hmm. um, they're completely different. You know, of course, they're not the Euro plug and they're not US plug, and they're they're it's uh, it's its own plug. So I had to get one specifically for India. Mm-hmm. Um, I run around doing errands like that the first few days. Um, the well, actually the second day I went and took the ferry to Elephanta Island, which is an island off of Mumbai that's. Um, where these man-made caves are that in the 5th century AD, I believe, um, they dug out these caves in the middle of these hills or mountains and carved these temples. Mm-hmm. And it's freaking amazing to see because it's like, th- these weren't caves that were already there. These were, This is like a mountain that these people carved into and like left columns and and like shrines like a you know Ganesh and Vishnu and it, it's amazing like the time and the man hours that must have gone into this yeah to create these caves um, it was pretty amazing to see uh, the 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 downside is when the Portuguese came in um, you know they took over um, this island for like training and 
they used these caves for target practice. <laughs> of course. And destroyed, you know, a good 50% of these statues and columns and mm. these, these cave temples. Um, so, unfortunately, a lot of it's, you know, destroyed or, or you know, incredibly um, mangled, um, which, mm-hmm. which sucks. But the, the bits that are remaining are still impressive. And it's still impressive just to see, you know, that, that these temples are even were carved out of these mountains. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did the second day. I took the trip out there. Um, it's like an hour long ferry ride. Oh, but and talk back to the smog, like you get on the ferry and you know, you, you know, you get like an hour out to get to the to the Island. But I mean, maybe 10 minutes into the trip, you look back at Mumbai, you leave from the arch or the gateway of India, which is like this big archway, um, mm. which is kind of like this symbol of India. Um, you leave from that port right there where the, where the gateway of India is. And so it's this big, huge thing, you know, the landmark. And then there's the huge um, hotel, the Taj, I think, which is where the all the terrorist attacks happened a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are big landmarks. But like two minutes, two to five minutes out <laughs> on the ferry, the ferry doesn't go that fast. Everything's gone. Like you can't. Right. See, it's just oh, wow. this white smog, this gray smog. And, you know, after a few more minutes, like, I mean, they just, these buildings just start looking like ghosts and then they just disappear. And then you don't see anything like you're, you're on this boat and it's just like this gray fog everywhere around you. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. You can't, you can't really get a a shot of the skyline because of the, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. The last day in Mumbai, um, I met up with uh, my friend Sid, who lives there in Mumbai. Um, I met him through my old neighbor, Vijay, um, when I lived in Norfolk. Uh, mm-hmm. Vijay's from Mumbai, moved to the U.S. a number of years ago. Um, his mom and his nephew, um, and the rest, I guess a good chunk of his family, still live in Mumbai. But Sid came over to the U.S. quite a bit to visit Vijay, his uncle, um, and I met him um, a couple times when he's over visiting. And once mm-hmm. I knew I was going to India, I contacted him. Yeah, I'll show you around and everything. So the last day I was there, I got up with, with Sid and, um, he showed me around like South Mumbai and, um, or Bombay as they call it, you know, even though the name has changed, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, um, to the more proper Indian name, all, all the locals still call it Bombay. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. They still, they still all refer to it as Bombay. So as he said, he was like, yeah, I'll take you around South, South uh, Bombay. Um, and, uh, and actually Vijay had told me that, um, before, before I'd even left, he's like, um, cause I was talking about Mumbai and he was talking about, I kept saying Bombay and I was like, and I, I'd asked him about it. He's like, yeah, no, we still, we still call it Bombay. <laughs> so it's weird <laughs> that officially it has a different name, but the, you know, nobody yeah. knows it that, at least not here. Um, so anyway, Sid showed me around. Uh, we went and got some food, like a really good restaurant. And then he dropped me off at the bus stop where I thought the bus stop was supposed to be for my overnight sleeper bus to Goa. And luckily, Sid was with me because he, when he dropped me off, he said, well, I'm not going to leave till I know, you know, this is the right place. And I went to mm-hmm. the place that the, the online bus ticket had given me, and it wasn't the right place. So we wandered around for a while trying to figure out where the right place was. And finally we found a phone number. And again, luckily Sid was with me. So he, he called the number cause he speaks um, Hindi 
and he mm-hmm. actually got it all sorted out of where I actually needed to be. And it was, it was nearby, but not real near, you know? So like, had I been on my own trying to figure this out, I never would have figured it out. I never would. Yeah. Cause it's not like a bus stop. It's like these overnight buses, they have their like designated, like, all right, well stop in front of this, you know, like we're going to stop in front of this, this, uh, bank on this road here. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. there's no official signage or bus stop or anything. It's just, they pull over on the side of the road and you've got to know where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy. Um, that the whole system of the buses is kind of, um, you know, the, the local city buses have a bus stop and a station, but, uh, all these other like buses that go from city to city don't. So you really got to know what you're doing. And I was very yeah. fortunate that Sid was with me. Um, and then he could talk to the guy on the phone and get all the details straight. And he, you know, Sid finally took me to the right spot. He hung out with me for a while and, um, and my bus ended up being late, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. like an hour late, but, uh, yeah, so Sid helped out a lot, though. I was very fortunate I was with him. All right, so um, so your bus was taking you to Goa? Was yes. that the... Uh, okay. Yeah, so a sleeper bus to Goa. So, um, mm-hmm. And that's when you started getting the shits? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've taken three sleeper buses now at this point. Um, oh, okay. No, it's the last sleeper cr- bus. You I, said those are like crowded or whatever. No, uh, not what so a stupid ass question. I'm sorry, I phrased that really dumb. Those are like crowded or whatever. <laughs> 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 buses are full of people, right? What the fuck? Anyway, so so sleeper buses. Tell us about those. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, it's, um, they're not too bad, actually, not as bad, like, I was gonna take a sleeper train, because I figured trains are better than buses, uh, mm-hmm. but I had trouble signing up for the, like, to buy a train ticket, you have to, like, sign up for this online account, and because I was a foreigner, they wanted me to email a passport, and they want to email the picture of my passport, they kept telling me that I was, in, I was not attaching properly, I was embedding it in the, the body of the email, and I was like, no, I'm not, and the, I kept trying to resend it, and it was just a big hassle, and I finally gave up, um, but I also found out from my Airbnb host, she was like, and actually Sid, like everybody I talked to that lives there was like, no, I'll take the bus. It's better than the train. Which is like, oh, okay. Um, and that's what I've heard numerous times from, from tons of people. Like, take the bus, take the sleeper bus, don't take the sleeper train. I don't know why that is, but um, <clears throat> the sleeper bus, is, yeah, it was not as bad as I thought. Um, you know, you book a ticket, it's um, you get like a bed, um, and it's like, you know, kind of like two to a side. Um, and, uh, well, so one side of the bus is singles. Like, so you've got like a upper, a bottom bunk and an upper bunk, and you've got probably like maybe 10 of those going back through the bus. And the other side is double wide. So it's like, um, a double wide bed, you know, uppers and lowers. And, Mm -hmm. um, when you book online for the bus, you can see the seating and those double wides are actually considered two different seats. So the weird thing is if you book like one of those doubles, the one that's in one of those doubles mm-hmm. and you're just you, um, you could end up just sleeping next to somebody you don't even know, which is kind of oh, wow. weird. Yeah. So, yeah. um, the first time I did it, I just randomly had picked one of the singles, not knowing how this whole thing worked. Um, and, uh, so the first one I got on was, I was just in a single bed. Um, fortunately, but then I realized by being on that bus, I was like, Oh shit, those two beds that they show on the, on the chart, 
are actually just the same bed, you know, like, yeah. So I was like, had I just picked one of those, I could have, I would have been sleeping next to some, some stranger. Um, yeah. so I made a mental note of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so you got this little bed, you pull a curtain, you know, I just, I kept my book bag in the bed there with me. Um, and you've got a curtain for your window as well. Um, and you just, and the first one I had, it was in actually had a charger in there so I could charge my phone and stuff like that overnight, nice. which is nice. Um, so yeah, and it was definitely a bumpy ride and, um, you know, I didn't sleep the whole time. I probably, I probably got maybe three or four good hours of sleep, but, mm-hmm. uh, we wake up periodically and the bus has stopped for some reason or, you know, all kinds of random shit or like hitting some crazy, like fucked up road where you're bounce like six inches off your bed or something you know wow. yeah. yeah um but uh so that was my first sleeper bus and i got to goa at like six in the morning grabbed a, a tuk-tuk to um to my hostel there in goa um and uh yeah then uh goa was pretty cool um i've always heard that it's you know there's more happening in the north and less in the south and I was technically in the north of Goa, but mm-hmm. I guess I was in one of the more southern beaches of the north beaches. And like, so when I went out on the beach and like, um, was looking for like a, you know, well, that evening I was looking for a place to have dinner, get a, a drink or something. And where you know, pe- there are people and stuff going on, but there really wasn't much going on. It was pretty dead. The only people who were around were like old retiree Europeans and Russians and like, mm-hmm. like, like nobody my age and um it was just it was really weird like this old retiree resort kind of thing yeah so um i was like wow this kind of sucks it's not the goa that i'd I'd heard of you know um and um so i I went and explored around like more inland away from the beach and, and found some good places to eat um and then like the next to last day i was there in that part of goa uh, I met this this guy from Australia. Uh, his name is Matt, and uh, we he's he's I guess he's probably like in his early twenties. Um, mm-hmm. But we we both kind of observed the same thing. We're like, what what does it deal with like all the old Russians here? <laughs> like, like <laughs> where where are the where are the young people? Um, so we actually decided to uh, head north to like one of the very northern beaches and got a hostel up there um, and spent like the next like four or five days up there. And it was. A lot more people our age, um, a lot more mm-hmm. bars and places where people are hanging out. And um, the beaches were actually much more beautiful. Like um, there was like hills to climb and overlooks and all kinds of stuff. So it, it actually mm-hmm. held a lot better than the, the first place we stopped. And, and like I said earlier, like we, we were walking through um, through some of the back roads there and go even up north where it was like nice and pristine and, and beautiful. And I shouldn't say pristine. It wasn't pristine, but like nice and a lot of nature and stuff like that. And it was just ruined by the, the litter and yeah, garbage everywhere. Yeah. It's God, it just, man, it pissed me off. Yeah. It's just a thing, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was like that here until 50 years ago. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We've all seen mad men. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the growing pains of, of a, a developing country, you know? And so from there, from uh, see, go, um, I ate a bunch of good food, climbed a, this side, and... Um, There's the fucking stinger. I ate a bunch of good food. Yeah. No, dude, I mean, you know, for, you know, for me, travel is 
it's usually based on food. Right. Just, God, I love food. Um, <laughs> which was weird when I, dro- I lost my appetite. It's like, what the hell is going on? I knew something was wrong. Yeah. It was like, I, I just didn't, wasn't hungry. I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Um, it was like Superman 3 when he lost his powers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. Exactly, exactly. like that. Um, well, no, I have to say, man, like getting this bug or whatever the fuck it is, man, and not having an appetite, not being able to eat, and it's really taking the wind out of my sails as far as yeah. traveling. Like, I'm, I'm hoping, like, in the next few days as I improve, like, I'll, that motivation will build back up. But, yeah, I've just been stalled right. out, man. Stalled out. So, yeah. Um, so it's exactly like Superman, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't travel at all either. <laughs> Well, you want to uh, bounce on to uh, the mailbag section yeah, segment? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. I got two things in the mailbag. Two questions. Two questions. <clears throat> the first one, the first question is from Sarah L. of Virginia Beach. Sarah L. Yes. Yeah. Sarah L. And she asks, <clears throat> how are those chucks holding up? <laughs> Which I assume is a reference to your shoes. Yes. Uh, the chucks are actually holding up rather well. Um they're definitely well broken in now, um, and, but they've they've held they've held up. Uh, no splitting of the sole yet. Um, mm-hmm. Though um, one day I was like, I was walking somewhere, or I had sat down or something, and if my shoe felt weird, and like I reached down and like felt the bottom of my shoe, and it felt like my sole had cracked open or something. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck, now I gotta get a new pair of shoes. Uh, yeah. But no, it's like it was just like a piece of bark that had stuck to it, and it just. It made it feel like my the, the soul had opened up, but it actually no, they're they're still well intact, um, well broken in like I like them. They don't they don't look all squeaky clean, which I hate. Um, yeah. But like because so here in India, um, there's so there's no sidewalks anywhere. Um, so you're pretty much walking in the road with the vehicles the whole time. There's there's no mm-hmm. uh, like 95 percent of the time. Uh, and if there are sidewalks, they're, they're reduced to rubble <laughs> and oh, wow. so you're walking through rubble. It's just crazy. Um, uh, and, um, but there, there, in, in India, there's this prevalence of this, um, this like red dust. It reminds me of like the Georgia clay, you know, like that red clay down in Georgia, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but like just really, cause it's so dry here. It's like really, it's like, just like dirt, you know, it's, it's kind of clay, but it's kind of dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gets over everything. And because it's so dry, mm. it, you know, it's just in the air and it, it cakes everything, um, yeah. which is probably, again, probably uh, contributes to the poor air quality in my oh, right, yeah. off. Uh, but um, so my shoes, the white soles of my chucks are like stained this weird reddish color, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, but no, they're holding up well. So hopefully, I don't know, maybe maybe they'll hold up till June till I make it back to, to Virginia. We'll see. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Well, the uh, I hope that answered Sarah L's question. Hope so. Um, and that that could be something we can revisit revisit uh, occasionally. I'm sure people will be waiting for that. <laughs> um. <laughs> 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 All right. The uh, second question I got is from Charlie Q from Alabama. From Alabama. Yeah, from Alabama. Did you know Charlie Q lives in Alabama now? I did not know that, actually. Okay, yeah, he lives in Alabama. With Texas, I think. He asks, 
What has been the greatest culture shock you have encountered so far? India. <laughs> India. It, yes, <laughs> India is, oh God, it's, like I say, Morocco is a little bit, but I adapted to it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but India, like, I've been here almost three weeks and I still haven't adapted. It's it's a whole, whole different world, man. Um, mm-hmm. Everything, like every aspect has just been... I, you know, I see stuff and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coming from a very um, protected, sheltered Western uh, mentality, you know, mm-hmm. especially, like I say, the whole safety um, oh, right, thing, yeah. the whole um, just infrastructure, you know, lack of in- infrastructure or, you know, dependable infrastructure and you mm-hmm. know, no sidewalks. Um, you're walking in the street and if you want to cross the street, Man, it takes guts. You, I mean, you're not going to cross the street until you finally just say fuck it, and you just, you kind of time it out and you step out and you, <laughs> it's crazy, man, <laughs> just to get yeah. the fucking street because the traffic is so insane, people weaving in and out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got to have some guts to cross the street, um, and it's just um, a different mentality on everything, um, and. Uh, you know, again, the pollution and the and the litter and all that is um, uh, and that's affected me for some reason more than I thought it would. But just I guess because I I guess I, I took for granted how clean an environment I come from. You know, right. tidy of an environment I, I've come from. I'm mean, getting granted, like you say, you know, 50, 75 years ago, it wouldn't have been that way um, mm-hmm. where we came from. But uh, I I didn't grow up in that. You know, I grew up in a very Hey, don't litter, and there's trash cans on every corner, and um, yeah. don't pollute, and you know we need to regulate emissions, and you know like I, I come from that, and I'm just used to that, and I just you know stupidly assume that the rest of the world thinks the same way, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's it's I still haven't still have not adjusted to it, so yeah, biggest cultural shock so far has been India. Uh, yeah, it's a completely different world than anything I'm used to. You can find us online at www.chipjohnsonfilm.com. Click the tab for The World It's Ass. We are also available on iTunes. Just search for us there. We'd greatly appreciate if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed us. You can reach us via email at twiapodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us comments, complaints, concerns, and constructive criticism. Our theme music, Fuzzboxer, performed for us by the lovely Sarah Gregory. We'll be back with more stories of the world it's ass. Can you say bye? Bye. It was like Superman 3 when he lost his powers. <laughs>